This week on I Watched This as an Adult, I review Halloween Ends, the She-Hulk finale, and the 1999 teen horror comedy, Idle Hand. Welcome to episode 121 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. And as you heard at the top of the segment, I will be talking about Halloween Ends, which is supposed to be the climactic finale to this three-part trilogy which is what a trilogy is it's three parts but uh (laughs) i don't know why i just said that three-part trilogy it's it's a it's a trilogy that try whatever the fuck but yeah uh this is the last halloween movie supposedly supposedly quote unquote um there's been how many halloween movies it's been about like maybe like 14 halloween movies i want to say and I'm just going to admit it. I'm just going to admit it. I am a Halloween fan. I have noticed that I have watched, I have seen almost all of the Halloween movies. I've seen Halloween, the original Halloween. Seen the original Halloween 2. I saw half of Season of the Witch. I don't really remember Season of the Witch all that well. Um, I think the only two, I think the only two I haven't seen, I haven't seen Halloween 4, and I haven't seen, uh, Halloween H2O, and this is a funny story, funny story about that, because I almost went to go see, I had, uh, my, cause, um, my grandfather used to get, uh, passes, he used to get, like, movie passes, and to go see movies. And he said, hey, uh, you want to go see Halloween H2O? And I was like, yeah, I want to go see Halloween H2O. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I almost saw Halloween H2O in the theater. But uh, it, the theater was at capacity. 
We had to turn back around and go home. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so disappointed because I wanted to watch Halloween H2O. And I still haven't watched Halloween H2O, which is weird. I've never seen it. I was like, those are the only two I haven't seen. I haven't seen Halloween 4 and I haven't seen Halloween H2O. I saw the, the one with Busta Rhymes. That's, I think the one with Busta Rhymes was Resurrection, Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection is a good Halloween movie for comedy. It's funny as fuck. It's a funny fucking movie uh, just to see uh, Busta Rhymes uh, beat up Michael Myers. It's hilarious. It's a hilarious fucking movie. Trick or treat, motherfucker. That shit, that, that shit is hilarious, man. Uh, I saw them bullshit-ass Rob Zombie movies. I hate those. Those are probably the worst Halloween movies I've ever fucking seen. You know, I I, 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 I hate those. Uh, saw Halloween, saw the, 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 the remake uh, that came out in 2018. Quite surprised. Pleasantly surprised at how good that movie was. Pleasantly surprised. Cause like I walked, cause Halloween hasn't been good. Honestly, Halloween ain't been good since like Halloween two. You know, I hear season, of, I hear season of the witch is good. I hear that one is good. Uh, I got a soft spot for Halloween five. I do. I got a soft spot for Halloween five. I got a soft spot for curse. Curse of Michael Myers is bad, but you know I got a little bit of a soft spot for it. I got a little bit of a soft spot for it. Uh, but I got like I, like I said, I got a soft spot for Halloween Five. Uh, I like Halloween One and I like Halloween Two. I, I got a soft spot for Halloween Resurrection Two. Not gonna lie, because it's just so fucking hilarious to see Buster Rhymes beating up Michael Myers, <laughs> doing like karate on Michael Myers. <laughs> that shit's just that shit's just fucking hilarious to me. Uh, and I like uh the remake uh Halloween, the one that came out in 2018 pleasant surprise halloween kills is some bullshit all right halloween kills that's some bullshit don't like halloween kills um but let's see how i feel about halloween ends uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like tell i'm not gonna tell you guys like go beat for beat with the story and stuff like that like if you've seen it you you, you've seen it it helped that it was uh it was on peacock you know like that helped out a lot i was just so like i just watched this movie at like what nine o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock in the morning i think i think i watched it at nine i woke up at nine and i was like oh let me go watch halloween ends and i turned it on i watched it early in the morning and i was like i was just like it started off it started off with uh you know the, the 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 famous you know uh, John Carpenter score, you know, which John Carpenter, John Carpenter did himself. Um, I thought it was like the, 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 the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the movie kind of threw me off. Not gonna lie. The beginning of the movie kind of threw me off. Uh, because you got like the, you got like the, um, the regular Halloween setup. You know, cause like the the uh, there's a young there's a young man. He's there to uh, babysit this little boy. 
uh, the parents are like, oh, we're going to a Halloween party and blah, 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 blah. And they leave the, they leave the young man or the teenager. I think he's a t- still a teenager at the time. They leave the teenage boy with, um, with, uh, with, the, with the kid. And I was like, which, not going to lie. I was kind of shocked that it was a, it was a male babysitter. Cause I was like, who really leaves their kids with a man that they don't know? You know, <laughs> like seriously, I mean, like I'm a father myself, I'm a father and I'm like, I wouldn't leave my kid with a man. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't leave my kid with a teenager. I don't know. Anybody remember that story about the guy that uh, left? This happened like maybe like eight years ago, I think. This is this is recent, very recent. Um, there was a guy that left his uh son with a with a with a, with, a, with a male. He left his son with a male babysitter, and the male babysitter was doing uh sexual things to him, and the guy came back and beat the fuck out of him. It's a famous story. Every everybody should remember this story. It's a famous story. And like you saw the guy's face, the guy's face was swollen the fuck up. Uh that and that and and that right there is kind of like, I was like, I don't know who would leave the child with a man. I'm the, I know we get a lot of I know we get a bad rap. I know I, I know there's not there's not there's not a lot of guys out there that are fucking pedophiles. I think a lot of guys get a bad rap. You know, about like, oh, you leave leave a kid alone with a man <laughs> leave a kid alone with a man he gonna rape it you know no 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 you know i mean like i prefer to i prefer to not be left alone with kids i don't know you know like i prefer it you know because motherfuckers can lie on you you know they they can lie on you uh but i prefer that but i uh, like because like look what happened to michael jackson you know like they left kids at Neverland, Michael Jackson's accused of rape. You know, you know, <laughs> he's accused of rape. And he, I, I still believe he didn't do shit. I still believe he didn't do a goddamn thing. But um, but yeah, like, but like I said, like I'm a father. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave my kid alone with a man, uh, other than her, maybe her grandfather. Okay, I think that's like that's probably like the only man I would leave my. I would leave my uh, kid with uh, her grandfather, you know, because I know I know my I know my father. I like I know he wouldn't hurt a child, you know. I know him, you know. I've known him all my life, you know. Like I know he won't hurt a child. He's been around children before. He's been left alone with children, and there's no stories of pedophilia or no shit like that. I know my dad. I know my father. My father would never hurt a child. So, um, in any way. But, uh, so, like, he's probably the only man I would leave my daughter with. But other than that, I'm not leaving her with no other nigga. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not leaving her with no other man. Because I don't really know these other men. I, I'm not leaving her with a friend. I'm not leaving her with a relative I don't know very well. I'm not leaving her with nobody. Nobody. Uh, I know, like, there's a lot of female pedophiles out there, too. There's a lot of female pedophiles out there too, but it was just it was just shocking to me that they was like, oh, it's a male babysitter. But in the end, uh, the male babysitter gets uh gets hit with a murder charge <laughs> because he accidentally killed this kid. Uh, the kid, oh my god, the the the, the, the kid fell from like a, a a balcony 
and he died. It was an accident, but uh, he gets he he's over there. That like the parent like the the, the is the old uh switcheroo, the old misunderstanding with like the guy standing over the kid and he's got blood on his hands and shit. And then the the, the, the parents were like, what what did you do? What the fuck did you do? All that shit, you know. And this kid goes to jail. Um. So like that's pretty much that's pretty much how we're set we're, we're setting this movie up and like I I'm not gonna lie I was like what does any of this have to do with fucking Michael Myers <laughs> you know <laughs> like that and like I said that 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 beginning that beginning is like it just comes out of nowhere and you're like what does it have to do with Michael Myers because at first I was like is Michael Myers gonna come in the house and kill him. That's what I thought. I thought Michael Myers was gonna like gonna, like sneak in the house, gonna be in the house, and and, and, and kill the male babysitter and, and kill the little boy, or maybe the little boy like slip out the window or some shit and he get away or some shit like that. You know, that's what I thought it was going to be, but that's not what happened. Uh, the the the, the young man accidentally killed the little boy. But anyway, and then we uh I think we move forward. To maybe like what like a year later we move forward to like a year later and so I don't know when this is because like I think like Halloween ends is set like I'm trying to I'm trying to recall in my head I think Halloween ends is set like maybe like three years after Halloween kills and then this is set like it's like this is like, like four years so this is like maybe like 2025, 2026, maybe. Um, they're doing that. They're doing that uh, MCU time jump. You know, <laughs> you know how Endgame is like set like five years after uh Endgame. Oh no, I mean Endgame is set five years after Infinity War. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's set like that. And like the, the guys out of the guys out of jail. Uh, we get uh Jamie Lee Curtis. Again, it's Lori Strode. Uh, she's raising. Is she really raising her granddaughter? Cause like her granddaughter is a grown ass woman now. Her granddaughter is a grown ass woman. She got a job. She's a like a, she's a nurse now. Uh, like as you know, both her parents are dead. Uh, spoiler alert for uh, Halloween and Halloween Kills. You know, <laughs> which I ain't gonna lie. Like uh, Judy Greer dying at the end of Halloween Kills. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Halloween Kills, Halloween Kills came out like what two years ago. <laughs> Halloween Kills came out like two years ago. Step up, uh, step your game up. Go watch it. Um, and from the guy that hasn't seen uh, Halloween H two O, and it's been like twenty five years. But uh, you know, <laughs> this is the guy that's talking to you. But anyway, um, but anyway, yeah, I was like, but like it was, it was really shocking that Judy Greer died. Like uh, Karen, uh, that's uh, Lori's uh, daughter. I didn't see that coming at all. I, Cause like Lori, I mean not Lori, uh, Karen was kind of level-headed. She was kind of the one of the level-headed characters. She was a little naive, you know. She was a little naive, but I didn't expect her to fucking die. I know she did. She did lead Michael Myers out to the mob so he can get his ass kicked, but uh, but she didn't deserve to die. You know, I I thought that was, but I, I guess that was, I guess that's just motivation for Lori. But the thing is, in this movie, Lori don't do shit. That's the problem. Lori don't do a goddamn thing about her daughter dying. She's just looking at pictures of her daughter. 
I think she got like a picture of her daughter on her phone. Like her, like her, uh, her wallpaper is a picture of her daughter, you know? <laughs> and like, she just, uh, she just like sharing a house with her granddaughter, which I'm like, cause like, because they say, oh, we moved into a new house. I was like, why don't you move out of that fucking town? <laughs> that was my, that was, I said that audibly watching the movie. I was like, why don't you move out of this fucking town? You know, there's a fucking serial killer in that town. Move. Move to fucking Indianapolis or some shit. I don't know. Because <laughs> I think they're in Illinois. Move to Chicago. You know? You're like, the only thing you got to worry about out there is gangs. You know? <laughs> like, you ain't got to worry about a fucking serial killer. You know, that's just walking around just fucking killing motherfuckers. But, um... And they probably won't even have to deal with the gangs anyway, because they probably move like on the outskirts of Chicago or some shit like that, where like white people are. So uh, <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that. Move, get the fuck out of that town. I don't know why anybody's still in that town. I really don't. I don't know why there's anybody still in that town because you know there's a fucking serial killer out there. Like, like get the fuck out of there. Like, bruh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, but, like, they got a new house together when, like, when they should have moved. I think they should have moved out of the goddamn, out of the goddamn town. Which, this town, is this town perpetually stuck in 1982? <laughs> Are they just, like, perpetually stuck in 1982? Because everybody's wearing clothes that look like clothes from, like, 40 years ago. Like, even, like, the cop. There's a cop in this movie uh that uh likes uh Lori's granddaughter or like Lori's granddaughter used to date which by the way this motherfucker looks 50 and she looks like she's like 22 by the way you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of age uh there's a lot of age gaps in this movie when it comes to romance uh because like Lori's granddaughter I forgot her fucking name right now I forgot her name but I'm gonna just call her Lori's granddaughter Lori's granddaughter uh, was uh messing with this cop guy because he stops her. And he's like, and then he starts like hitting on her and shit. And I'm like, that motherfucker look fifty years old. I'm like, he look fifty. I'm like, what are you doing, twenty two years old messing with a fifty year old man? Which I know it. I know it. I know it happens. But uh, she messing with him, and then after that, she start messing with a dude that look like he like eighteen years old. <laughs> After that, how you go from a fifty? How you go from a fifty-year-old dude to messing with a dude that look like he like eighteen years old, you know, or seventeen years old? She messing with she messing with a really old dude, and then she's messing with a dude that look really young. But um, anyway, yeah. She, but like, I was like, but the cop, the cop, like, there's a scene where like the cop is wearing a jacket, and it looks like a members-only jacket. <laughs> it looks like a members-only jacket. I was like. I was like, why is he wearing that jacket that looked like it came from 1982? That's all I was saying. I'm like, why is he wearing a jacket that looks like it came from 1982? It don't make no goddamn sense. Like, this this, this town is stuck in the fucking 80s. It's stuck in the 80s. I don't know if they did that. Like, David Gordon Green did that for the ambiance. Uh, you know, because, like, if it looks too, uh, if it looks too modern, like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be scary. You know, because, like, they said an ambiance for all these movies where it's like oh like these people are like kind of perpetually stuck in the past 
you know, the town's really small. It's always dark. You know, it's always wooden and, and, and dirty looking. So, like, they kind of set that, uh, they kind of set that tone to where whenever Michael Myers shows up, it's not like, oh, it's Michael Myers. You know, it's like, to where the point where you're not terrified that Michael Myers is going to show up. You know, you gotta, you gotta be terrified that Michael Myers will show up. Cause like, if, cause like I said, like if it's modernized, you're not gonna be scared. You're not gonna be scared of this. You're not gonna be scared of this nigga. You know, you're not gonna be scared of him. But anyway, um, yeah. I do like, um, and this is a, this is a, this is a, um, something that I wish they, 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 they focused on more. Um, the, the relationship between Lori and uh, Deputy Frank, played by Will Patton, uh, I like that. That's cute. I think that is so adorable. <laughs> you know, I love Lori and Frank's uh, relationship. I think it's so cute. You know, because like they meet, they see each other in the store, and and he's just like, "Oh hi, hi Lori." You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's just these two old, like, 60-something-year-old people, you know, like, acting like a bunch of, acting like a couple of teenagers, and they just kind of, like, flirting with each other, you know, like, I just think it's, I think it's so adorable, (laughs) just to see, like, these two, like, senior citizen people just, like, act like little teenagers around each other, and they're, like, blushing, and Lori was kind of, like, twirling her hair and shit, and then, like, he's, and then, like, he's kind of stumbling, like, he's kind of stumbling his words and shit, you know, like, he's, like, she's a grandmother, he's probably, he's, I think he was, like, I think he's a grandfather, you know, <laughs> like, these two grand, like, these two people that got grandchildren just stumbling and just, like, shy around each other and shit, it's so cute, it's just so cute, I wish they just, I wish they explored that a little bit more. Uh, if Frank would have died, I would have cried probably because Frank is a great character. Frank is such a uh, Frank is such a uh, emotional character, you know. Like he he like if he would have died, he's such a great, he's such a nice guy, you know. Because <laughs> he almost did die. He almost died in the first Halloween. Like he got stabbed in the neck, you know. But but he didn't die. And then like the, I think like Halloween Kills, the rest of Halloween Kills is in like a fucking hospital bed. So uh, so like. <laughs> but he saved him, and then I now nah, he's in the store, and like he's not in the movie very, he's not in the movie very much. Like he's not in the movie that much. He's in like that scene, and then he comes in at the end. That's it. He comes in at the end to uh, try to, to uh, save Lori. That's it. But um, hey, speaking of speaking of people that's not in this movie very much, you know who else is not in this movie very much? Michael fucking Myers. <laughs> Michael Myers is not in this movie very much. It's, matter of fact, matter of fact, it takes a good, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes to get your first glimpse, just a glimpse at Michael Myers. Like, Michael Myers shows up, like, 30 minutes in, and he's in the movie for, like, two minutes. Two fucking minutes he's in this movie. Because, like, most of the movie, most of the movie focuses on this, uh, the, on, on this other boy, this boy named, um, what was his name? I forgot his name now. Uh, I remember the, I remember the, uh, oh, Corey, 
they focus on this boy named Corey Cunningham, who is the boy that accidentally killed the uh, the other little boy. And like they focus on him more than Michael Myers. It's like it's kind of like they it's like they were building a story arc for this Corey Cunningham kid, and he meet and the thing was like he meets Michael Myers, and like because Michael Myers uh tries to kill him. Like that in that two minutes, like cause like um because like Corey Cunningham is dealing with these bullies. Bullies that are cause I think like in the movie, I think in the movie Corey's supposed to be 21. Like he's supposed to be 21, and uh Lori's uh granddaughter has like a crush on him, and like she starts uh she starts messing with him, like she starts dating him. And but like uh Corey has bullies as a grown ass man. <laughs> he's a grown ass man with bullies and these and like he's being bullied this is the, this is the fucked up thing he's being bullied by the by the marching band like four kids that are on the marching band and like they're they're like teenagers they're like maybe like 16 17 years old and they picking on a grown-ass man <laughs> i was like i'm like you don't get the you little bitch ass don't get the fuck out of my face <laughs> And then one of them, and I, I, would, I, I whip a kid ass. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You know, I really don't give a shit. Kid, get in my face. He wanna be, he wanna be a man. I'ma whip his ass like a grown man. All right? like any one of these little motherfuckers gonna get in my face, I'll beat their ass like a grown man. All right, you gonna step up, punk, step up to get beat down. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it's like they, they're messing with this dude, <laughs> and so they take it, they take it a step too far. They throw this dude off of a fucking bridge. Like, there's, like, one girl that's, uh, that's not cool with it. Because there's two girls in the group. Like, because, like, for some, like, so, like, he's beating, getting, but it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing to be a grown man, you know, getting picked on by, uh, two, by a marching band, first off. And then two of the marching band members are girls. Like, one of the girls wasn't in it. It's a thick one. There's a thick white girl. In the, in the crew, and uh, and then there's like this black girl. The black girl all for the bullshit. She just all for it. She's like, yeah, yeah, kick his ass, man. You know, she, <laughs> the black girl. She just all for the bullshit. And then it, and then like it's like this like kind of like fucking jockish looking white dude and this white dude with a mullet. And like I said, stuck in 1982. But uh, anyway, but like they threw this motherfucker off a bridge. And like that's where he meets uh Michael Myers. Meets Michael Myers. Michael Myers sees him, like he grabs him, like he's about to kill him. And then Michael Myers is just like, hey, you just like me. It's like he's it was like he had like a uh it's like he turned it like prof- turned into like Professor X from the X-Men and saw into this little boy saw, saw into this boy's mind. He like saw into this dude's mind. He's like, oh wow, you just like me. You know what? I'm gonna let you go. I thought that was kind of dumb. I thought that was kind of dumb. Where like it was just like he grabbed him, and he's about to kill him, and then like he looks into his mind, like he can read his mind. That was the dumbest shit I ever fucking seen. I was like, that's the dumbest scene ever. But yeah, so pretty much what happens is Michael Myers takes his kid under his wing and teaches him how to kill 
that's pretty much what happens. That's pretty much the plot of the movie is Michael Myers mentoring this boy on how to kill. And like I said, Michael Myers is barely in the movie. Like, most of the kills aren't even Michael's. They're this boy. They're this Corey boy. So like, like he, like he kind of, like, that's, that's what happens. Like, he kind of takes him under his wing. And he's like, he even kind of shows him how to kill. Like, there's like a scene uh, where, like, they kill, this two, they kill these two people. And, like, Michael Myers is kind of like, look, cause like, Corey kills the fuck out of some dude. Like, he just starts stabbing the shit out of him. Stab him in the neck and shit. Uh... But they catch the they catch the girl, and Mike and Michael Myers is like looking, like turns around and like <laughs> got the girl, and Michael Myers like took it like just looking at him, he's like, watching this boy, watching this, I'm gonna show you how it's done. You see this? You see what I'm about to do? Like that? Did you see that? That's how you do it. <laughs> like he's teaching him how to kill properly, but um. The dumbest character in this whole fucking movie is uh is Lori's granddaughter. Lori's granddaughter is so fucking stupid. I hate her. I want her to die so fucking much. I hated her throughout this whole goddamn trilogy, honestly, because like she was so fucking stupid. She's a stupid fucking character. I was like, cause like she falls for this, she falls for this dude, like this Corey Cunningham dude. She falls for him, and. And Laurie's trying to tell her, don't mess with this boy. This boy got some evil in him. He dangerous. And she don't want to listen. She don't want to listen at all. And then, like, some stuff happened between Laurie and Corey. And she takes Corey's side over her grandmother. (laughs) She takes Corey's side over her grandmother. She sides with a nigga that she met like a week ago over her grandmother who took her in when her parents died put a roof over her head and knew her her whole life she takes this motherfucker side over her grandmother uh and I'm like at that point I was like uh, I, hope, I hope this bitch dies <laughs> I was like kill her I don't care who kills her I don't care if Corey kills her I don't care if Michael Meyer kills her. I don't give a fuck about this little bitch no more. Kill this little ungrateful asshole. But, you know, <laughs> that's how I was. I was like, fuck her. But, yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got. I, I, I don't want to give away a whole movie. I don't want to give away the whole movie. Uh, I've heard this movie compared to Season of the Witch. Uh, Season of the Witch was a little bit more supernatural. There's no supernatural elements in this movie at all. Um, I compare it to a little bit of Season of the Witch, but a little bit of maybe like the later part of the trilogy. Like I say, I haven't seen Halloween 4, so I don't know. Like a little bit of Halloween 5, a little bit of Curse. You know, I compare it to like those later, uh, those later movies. Um, but yeah, man, like. I think the movie has a cohesive story. I really do. Funny enough, I'm like, funny enough, I think this movie has a cohesive story. Because, like, they, because Halloween Kills was just all over the fucking place to me. Halloween Kills was everywhere. You know, like, (laughs) 
they were like, oh, we about to go do this. Oh, we gonna go do this. Oh yeah, let's do this. There's a there's a there's a there's a crazy man running around, you know. And we think that's Michael Myers. Let's go get him, you know. And then like they find out that the crazy man, they find out that the crazy man ain't Michael Myers. And like, it's just all over the fucking place, all over the place. Um. But yeah, like, like, but but this movie is not that. This movie's not all over the place. It's got a cohesive story. It's not the story I wanted told, though. That's the problem I had. It's not the story that I wanted to be told. Because the story that we were sold was Lori versus Michael. And we don't really get that here. We don't really get that here. It's like they, it's like they was like let's abandon that whole story, cause it was supposed to, cause like the way I the way I saw it, I was like, oh man, it's gonna be a showdown, Lori versus Michael, and like she gonna get that motherfucker this time, but that's not like they they put it in the trailer. That's how they sold the movie. It was like Lori versus Michael, Halloween ends, like she gonna kill this nigga, like she gonna finally kill this motherfucker. But that's not what we really get. We focus on this other character that we just met. They do a great job building him up to where I was like, "Wait, are we? Are we getting a new Michael Myers? You know, <laughs> like, are we getting a new Michael Myers? You know, because like it looks like they're building this kid up to be a new Michael Myers. You know, like that's the story we get. It's a cohesive story." It's a it's a well written story, but it's not the story we were promised. It's not the story we were promised. Like it's so like I gotta say it's not as bad as Halloween Kills story wise because we like I said cohesive. It's it, it it's a story that flows. So like I give it a little points of being like the like the the first Halloween, the 2018 Halloween. In that in that order, like for that. But it's still not a good movie. It's still not a good movie because it's not the story we were promised. That's not what we were promised. And then you just like it's kind of like they ambushed us with this other story. That's not what the fuck I came here to see. I came here to see Laurie Strode fight Michael Myers. That's what the fuck I came here to see. I came here to see Michael Myers kill a bunch of niggas. That's what I came to see. That's not what the fuck I got. That motherfucker killed like maybe three people, you know, <laughs> by himself. I want to say Michael Myers killed like maybe three people, you know. Um, the rest of them were this other kid uh he did most of the killing uh it was some gruesome ass fucking killing i'm gonna say that the death scenes are wow (laughs) the death scenes are crazy but like if you like if you like gruesome gory death scenes like you'll love this you'll love that you'll love that in this movie but story-wise the story we were promised no uh that's all I got to say about it. I'm not, I'm not really a big fan. I'm not really a big fan in a movie. I'm not. Um, I'll be back with my review of the She-Hulk finale after these messages.
All right, welcome back. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this She-Hulk season finale, I guess it is. I guess it's a season finale. Because uh, one of the other shows got a... I think it's Loki. Loki's going to get a season two. Um, I guess She-Hulk is getting a season two, I guess. But um, anyway, let's talk about this. Uh, first off, I want to say I enjoyed this show as a whole. I really did. As a whole, I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. This is like one of the this is like one of the better uh Marvel shows, I think. Um uh, I wanna say probably maybe the other shows I enjoyed the most, like was like I was just like, eh, there's not there's there's not a lot bad about this is WandaVision and uh Captain not Captain America, I'm about to say Captain America, but, uh, 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 Falcon, Falcon in the Winter, he's Captain America now, but, uh, Falcon in the Winter Soldier, like, those are the only, those are the only other two, like, out of all the Marvel shows, those are the only other Marvel shows, I was like, I enjoyed most of it, you know, like, there was, like, there was, like, you know, maybe a couple of episodes where I was like, eh, didn't really enjoy that very much on both on both um series. But WandaVision, I think it probably I think it's like probably only like one episode I didn't like. Same thing with um Same thing with uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, probably like one episode I didn't like. Uh She-Hulk probably the same. I'm probably like there's there is like one there's like one episode I didn't like, and then there's like one and a half episodes I didn't like. You know, like I, like it was like I liked most of this episode, but then and he kind of lost me. You know, <laughs> there's like two there's like two episodes like that. Uh, one episode I just didn't like at all, and then there's one where I was just like, eh, he kind of lost me. Uh, but yeah, I think it was like probably like episode. Uh, what's the episode with Man Bull? Was that like episode six, episode seven? I think like that one when like uh, when Jen's get Jen is stuck at the retreat. Uh, with that that I didn't care for that episode. I didn't care for that episode at all. That that was a dud of an episode. And uh, the last part of the finale, I did not enjoy. I'm just gonna cats out of the bag rabbits out of the hat i did not enjoy the final half of the she-hulk finale like i said for the most part i enjoyed this show uh for the most part i enjoyed the finale until that ending uh because i love how they uh i love how they made fun of the uh the uh original incredible hulk tv show the bill bixby show i love that that was fucking hilarious uh, I love how they made fun of uh, they had to because they, they got this group in there called Intelligentsia. Uh, that's like um, that's like making fun of She-Hulk or like trying to make She-Hulk's life a living hell and shit. Uh, I like I like that I like uh, Pug I like Pug infiltrating Intelligentsia. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the fourth wall breaking. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I enjoyed when. Uh, she Hulk popped out of the screen and went into uh went into Marvel Studios <laughs> and was like, "Hey, y'all gonna y'all gonna change this shit because like the shit was going off the rails." And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, like right? I was getting a little disappointed. 
I was getting a little disappointed because it goes off the rails and like it's that guy Todd Phillips. He's the he's the main villain. I was like, what the fuck? And then he takes the fucking the the fucking Hulk blood and turns himself into a Hulk. And then Abomination is there. And then Titania shows up, which I, I ain't got no problem with that. Titania can show up anytime. God damn, Jamila Jamil, call me. Call call a brother. Come on. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. And then a Hulk shows up at the end. I was kind of excited to see the Hulk. Oh shit, the Hulk! But uh, you know, <laughs> like Bruce Banner's here. But uh, anyway, but, <laughs> but then like, like Jen's looking like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? This all this shit don't make no goddamn sense. And then she was like, all right, stop. And then like she went out of the fucking uh, Disney Plus app and fucking went into Marvel Studios and was complaining and she was like hey man what the what the she was like what the fuck are y'all doing she was like this don't make no goddamn sense that guy's the main villain and shit like that <laughs> i was like that was funny and then the kevin feige like said like kevin feige is artificial intelligence he's a fucking robot with a hat <laughs> you know i enjoyed that that was funny that was fucking funny they did not stick the landing though because they go back because they go back and like Todd Phelps is arrested uh, Abomination has to go back to jail because he turned back into the Abomination and then uh, Daredevil shows up I, the Daredevil part was funny I thought that was funny where like he just shows up and he's like and she's like um uh, yeah it's over and he's like oh man it's over <laughs> he was just kind of like because <laughs> he was like man I ain't get to beat up nobody <laughs> you know that was funny I like that. Uh, but other than that, like that ending did not stick the landing at all. I wish they would have just rewrote it. I wish they would have just like uh she was like, yeah, rewrite this, rewrite this. Um and then they do something else. I don't know what they could have done, but just do something else. I'm sounding like T Pain. Like, do something else! Do something else, you know. <laughs> I'm sounding like T-Pain right now. But, um, yeah, I wish they would have done anything other than what the fuck they did there. That, 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 that ending was, that ending was sad. Like, I hate to, I hate to give the incels, um, fire and ammunition. You know, see, this is why we didn't like that. I enjoyed the show. That doesn't change nothing. I enjoyed the fucking show. You know, I enjoyed everything about the show. I enjoyed the wedding episode. Uh, I enjoyed She-Hulk twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. You know, like, ooh. If you don't like, if you don't like Megan Thee Stallion, you know, bouncing that big old booty around, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's something, that's something deep, that's a deep-seated problem. Wrong with you. If you can't enjoy Megan Thee Stallion, twerking that ass what's wrong with you boy um but um but yeah <laughs> but yeah um I just didn't I just didn't enjoy I just didn't enjoy that finale and like I enjoyed the I enjoyed the fuck out of this show that finale was not shit that finale was not it the, 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 the last like five minutes of that finale was not it alright so as a whole I love the show. I love the show. 
thought it was I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought it captured what She-Hulk was about. Tatiana Mislani did a great job of playing Jennifer Walters and voicing She-Hulk. She did a great job of that. Uh I love the dynamic I love the dichotomy of Jen Walters being just so fucking basic and She-Hulk being this grandiose character. I love that cuz like uh, cause I kind of wanted, uh, somebody else hotter to play She-Hulk, you know, but Tatiana Mislani works. She fucking works because of what She-Hulk is. She is the exact opposite of what She-Hulk is. Cause like for, for years I wanted like fucking like Dasha Polanco, you know, to play She-Hulk, but, uh, she's too fucking hot. You know, <laughs> like Tasha Polanco is too goddamn hot. Uh, cause like I was, cause I was just thinking about She-Hulk is what I was thinking about. Cause I was like, she's got, I was like, she big, she's voluptuous, you know, or like a Christina Hendricks, you know, something like that. I wanted her to play her. Like she's big, she's voluptuous. She could play, she could play She-Hulk. I'm like, she could play She-Hulk, but she can't play Jen Walters the way that, the way that Tatiana Mislani played Jen Walters. She's a fantastic Jen Walters. And shame on me for doubting Marvel. You know, shame on me for doubting them when it comes to casting. Because she's a great Jennifer Walters. Can't wait to see more of her. I don't know if we're going to see her on the big screen, according to Kevin. But, like, I would love to see her on the big screen. I'd love to see her join the Avengers or something like that. I would love to see her do that. And then maybe we could get like a little bit more serious She-Hulk, you know, because She-Hulk can be serious when she's around other superheroes, as we saw in Daredevil. She's a little bit serious when she was uh, teaming up with Daredevil. But overall, I enjoyed the show. I thought the show was fun. Nally, not really all of that, but every show has flaws, you know. I'll be back with the idle hands review right after this message so i came all the way over here you said you was holding i didn't say what i was holding (laughs) anton tobias never had much on his mind don't you think you should have like a goal my dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food. And he always had time on his hands. Four bodies have been discovered and the killer is still at large. Until one of them <laughs> got a mind of its own. <laughs> I have no control over my hands. It makes me do things that I don't want it to do. Aren't you a little old for Ding Dong Ditch? Sorry about your bush. I'm gonna call 911. What's the number? I'm not the killer. Okay. I mean, if OJ could get off, then I'm sure. You there? Now, his hand won't stop. I don't want to hurt you. They don't! Ew, that's disgusting. His friends won't die. They're dead. Undead, actually. And it was this big, bright white light at the end of a long tunnel. So what happened. We were like, forget that, man. It's too far. And the only way to stop it... <laughs> idle hands are the devil's playpen, so keep my hands occupied, right? ...is to keep it busy. Freeze! 
Drop the knitting needles. That's probably not a good idea. Put him down! Cuff me! Put those needles down, young man! Cuff me, cuff me! Columbia Pictures presents... The police have no leads, and the killer is still out there. You scream like a girl. The comedy. Careful, it's on kind of loose. That's where it's starting to get on my nerves. The dares to give scary movies... Hey, look at me! The backhand. What you doing, man? That's my dad. Come on. CPR, man. I saw him Baywatch. Did you lose something there, bud? Idle hands. The touching story of a boy and his hand. Kinky. Fly for a white guy. Idle Hands from 1999. Let's get into the technical, shall we? This movie was directed by Rodman Felder, who, fun fact, fun fact, is the uncle of Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet from Dune, the new Dune. Uh, Timothy Chalamet from Little Women. You know, you know what movies he's been in. I don't really have to run down his uh his uh, resume, but Timothy Chalamet. He's the uncle of Timothy Chalamet, which like I was like. So the uncle of Timothy Chalamet directed Idle Hands. So like, <laughs> I think that might be the biggest thing he's ever done. Because I think I looked at his uh filmography and I was like, he hasn't done anything bigger than Idle Hands. And Idle Hands is not that big. I'll get to that later. Um the screenplay was written by Terry Hughes and Ron Milbauer. Uh, the movie had a budget of $25 million and brought in only $4.2 million. We're going to talk about that in a little bit also. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of only 15%, which still not the lowest Rotten Tomato scored movie that I've reviewed. I forget what it was. I think I reviewed something that had like a 6% or something. Like, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad uh, percent. I want to say it was probably like Senseless or some shit with Marlon Wayans. I think I think it was Senseless with Marlon Wayans. That shit had like a 6%. It was really bad. It's a, it's a terrible fucking movie. Go go listen to my, uh, my Senseless review because I go the fuck off on that movie. That movie is fucking terrible. But anyway, just go listen to listen to that review and you'll it's entertaining, it's hilarious. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. But uh go go check it out. But anyway, um this movie was a huge flop. Movie was a huge flop. Cause like I don't even remember it being advertised all that much. You know, cause uh, I talk about. I'm gonna talk about uh, how I saw it as a kid. I'm gonna talk about how I saw it as a kid. Uh, but I don't even. Re- I don't remember this movie being advertised very much. Like, I think I might have seen like one advertisement in the in in the newspaper. Remember, if you remember when they used to have like um, movie show times in the in 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 the newspaper. Uh, I don't even I don't even know if they do. I haven't read a newspaper in decades now. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> trying to remember the last time. I don't think I've read a newspaper since like maybe 2005. I think that was probably like the last time I read a newspaper. That's, that's almost like 20 years ago. But yeah, like they had, they when they used to have like showtimes in the newspaper. Now you can just go online and look at look at when a movie starts. And like, oh, the 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 movie has a website. And like, oh, this is blah blah blah. And it starts at blah blah blah, and then like you order your tickets and blah 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 and all this shit. But um, yeah, that's the only. I think that's the only time I saw. I saw like one ad in the newspaper. That's it. And I was like, I was kind of looking at. It, I was like, I don't. This looks stupid. You know, <laughs> that's what I said. But uh, another thing that didn't another thing that didn't help this movie is like this movie came out like the same month that Columbine happened, like the Columbine high school shooting, uh, which is probably that was probably like one of the biggest mass shootings at the time. I think it might be. I think it, it it's been it's it's been outdone many times over. I can't tell you which one is the biggest right now. Might be the Las Vegas one. The mass shooting in, in Vegas that happened a couple years ago. That's probably the biggest one now. But yeah, like Columbine was a it was a, it was a big mass shooting. And so that kind of played a part in how this movie performed because the movie is about killing teenagers and it's like it's a lot of there's a lot of teenage murder in idle hands and we just saw a real life tragedy with a bunch of teenagers that got murdered you know so not the best movie to show at that time uh because uh let's talk about how i saw this movie as a kid uh i saw this movie like on a random like weekday afternoon it was like when i was like coming home from school and I was just like, I was just channel surfing and I came across this movie and I was looking at it. I was like, wow, what a strange movie, what a weird movie. But I was kind of like, I like weird shit. So like, this is like right up my alley. So, <laughs> so I just started, I just started watching the movie. Uh, but let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult. Uh, let's get into the review. The late great Fred Willard. I can't believe I'm saying that because Fred Willard doesn't even feel like he's dead, man. Like, uh, damn, I can't believe Fred Willard gone, man. But uh, rest in peace to Fred Willard, man. But like, he's in the opening scene, and he's playing. He plays like the lead character's dad. He dies in the first five minutes, and so does his wife. Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Like I said, like even in this movie, rest in peace. Uh, but yeah. His wife is kind of pushy, though. I forgot the lady that played his wife. I forgot her name. But um, it was like Connie something. I looked up the actress's name. It was like Connie something. Connie Ray or something like that her name was. Uh, she's a little, little, little redhead lady. Um, But um, his wife got her. Like, Fred Willow's wife kind of pushy in this movie. Because, like, she hears some shit. And she's like, go down here. Go on, and Fred was kind of like, I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to get got. What the fuck? He like, <laughs> like, if I get got, who gonna save me, bitch? You know, <laughs> kind of like, you know, <laughs> it was like I was, yeah. I mean, like I go down there and, and, and go check it out, but like you are gonna be my backup? Like you just ain't gonna be sitting in the goddamn room. 
You know, like we gonna we gonna jump this nigga together. That's what the fuck we gonna do. But uh, anyway, yeah, he dies in like the, he dies in the first five minutes, and so does his wife. Even though she goes back to the room, she like cause like she hears him scream, goes down there, sees blood, and then she just fucking books it back upstairs, and she gets then she gets got in the room. Uh, but then. We meet the uh, the lead character Anton, played by Devin Sawa. Like Anton, there's not a lot of nuance to Anton. You know, like he's pretty much a fuck up. Pretty much what he is is a fuck up, like high school dropout. Like doesn't even notice that his parents are dead, nor does he care. You know, <laughs> doesn't give a fuck because he even says in the movie, he's like, I haven't seen my parents in like several days now. That's <laughs> what he says. It, it was like he just comes downstairs uh he just sits around all day and just smokes weed out of his inhaler you know and like he doesn't like he doesn't give a fuck about anything or anybody like he just in his own he's just in his own little world like doesn't even notice that his parents are gone like he notices his parents are gone he just doesn't give a shit that his parents are gone uh, i guess he's like oh they're probably at work or some shit i don't know but they don't come home at night you know they come home because like any kid even if you're not aware or not you know what time your parents come home you know <laughs> because like you might be doing some shit that you ain't got no business doing and you're like oh shit they home and then like you hide and shit and, you know <laughs> and then you, you turn it off the spice channel or whatever the fuck but uh, but anyway <laughs> but yeah like he doesn't give a fuck about what happened to his parents uh then we quickly meet his uh, friends, played by uh, Seth Green and Eldon Henson. They're a little bit like more well-adjusted potheads, you know, like the potheads who actually like give a fuck about the world around them. They're not just walking around with blinders on, you know. <laughs> it's like they smoke weed, but they're aware of their surroundings. They know what the fuck is going on in the world, unlike uh, Anton. Uh, so. But, like I said, like, that's them. But fuck all of that. Let's talk about what we really came here for. Uh, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba is in this movie. Is Molly, Anton's neighbor. She's Anton's hot neighbor. Which, Jessica Alba, my God. Jessica Alba has always been a fucking smoke show, man. She's always been fucking hot. Like, she's like one of those, she's like one of those few women who have and will forever be hot. Like, even, I think she's even hot as a mom. Like, she's even hot as a mom now. She's got like three kids now. And I think she's still hot. Like, I would, if like, like if, if, if something were to happen to Jessica, to Jessica Elba's husband, or like they get a divorce, I would swoop right up in that motherfucker. I, I, I got no shame in my game. You know, <laughs> I got no shame in my game. I like, I know a lot of guys get turned off by like, oh, she's got kids. You know, like a lot of guys get turned off by that shit. I'm like, that shit don't turn me off at all. I like that shit. I like, I like that shit. You know, uh, that shit don't turn me off at all. You know, but like. Hey man, if anything happens, I'm the guy. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let me go get some water. 
But uh, Vivica Fox is also in this movie as a as a demon hunter. Like she's also hot as fuck in this movie. Like she's wearing like this tight ass uh shirt and these tight ass pants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like she's hot as shit in this movie. Uh, Vivica Fox, like I feel like speaking of Vivica Fox. I feel like there's a lot of actors in this movie that are like at a crossroads in their career you know, because this movie came out, this movie came out in uh, 1999 and like you see actors that are like on their way up and then you see actors that are like on their way down like uh, Devin Sawa. Uh, Devin Sawa is a, uh, like he pretty much has like final destination after this and he's not really seen too much after that because like he was a prominent he was a prominent child and teen star in the 90s he was in a lot of shit as a as a as a as a, as a kid and as a teenager in the 90s like he did uh little giants he did um uh, uh he was in now and then uh what's that he was casper he was movie casper he was casper the friendly ghost uh devin sawa like, how, how could I forget that? That's his biggest role. He played Casper, the friendly ghost. Uh, but yeah, man, he's he was a prominent child star in the 90s. And then, like, it's like once he grew up, it was like, man, get the fuck out of here, nigga. You know, like, they were like, get the fuck out of here. You ain't cute no more, little nigga. You know, so they were like, that was basically, that's basically what they did to Devin. I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of sad. Uh, I, hey, I might be wrong. I may be fucking wrong. You know, because like he he's starting to res- he's starting to have a resurgence now. Uh, he's like what forty, like forty now or some shit. He's starting to have a resurgence, and like you're starting to see him. You're starting to see him a little bit more in little shit. You're like, hey man, that's that's Devin Sawa. You know, but like he's starting to have a resurgence. Uh, same goes for uh, Eldon Henson. Like uh, Eldon Henson never really went away, really, but like he's been he's been working. But he hasn't had any uh any prominent roles. You know? Like him and like he 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 kind of been working. You know, like he he's been constantly working, but some of the stuff it's, it's just been hitting this shit. It's been hit and miss for him. Uh Vivica Fox has like a couple more years before her decline, which like her decline kind of makes me sad though. I ain't gonna lie. Like because like she had she had a lot of charisma she had a lot of charisma she had tons of charisma like to be a leading lady for like for like decades to come and like i really don't know why she fell out of favor you know i don't know why but it's it it, it was it's sad you know i mean like she good now you know <laughs> she good she probably i think she always been good but I just wanted to see more of her. You know, I felt like I felt like she could have been up there with like Halle Berry. You know, there's a lot of women. There's a lot of because I think like Halle Halle Berry is probably the only black actress that got a lot of leading got a lot of leading lady roles. Like, you want to cast a, a black lady in a leading in a leading role, Halle Berry, because they only go to like they only go to like one or two or three of us in the in the 2000s. Like Halle Berry. Denzel Washington, Will Smith. That's it. Halle Berry, Denzel Washington, Will Smith. You want to do a comedy? Eddie Murphy. That was it. That's 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 all they had. 
back then. Like, there's so many black actors and actresses, especially black actresses, that got left, that just got left in the dust. You know, like, Neil Long could have been the leading lady. Sanaa Lathan could have been the leading lady. You got Regina Hall out there. Regina King gets hers, like, years later. You know, Regina King is an am- Regina King is an amazing actress. Like she didn't she didn't really get a lot in the, in the in the in the in the nineties in the two thousands. You know, and that's a, that's a shame too. Uh, they even gave up. I think they even gave, they even gave up on like Vanessa Williams after a while. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we're done with you, Vanessa Williams. You know, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot just talented black actresses back then and they just got left in the dust and I don't know it's just sad it's fucking sad uh but uh Jessica Alba and uh Seth Green are on the rise after this movie because uh Jessica Alba gets Dark Angel like right after this and like that shoots her uh, career into like the fucking stratosphere for for a good while and uh Seth Green, Seth Green just keeps himself working by like being a media mogul. You know, like he, he became a media mogul out of fucking nowhere. You're like, this dude like kind of pretty much runs half of Hollywood, kinda. You know, <laughs> Seth Green is everywhere, bro. <laughs> like, you can't run from Seth Green. You know, Seth Green got everything. Uh but yeah, man. This movie. Like I said, this movie is a crossroads. It's like a crossroads. You're gonna see where some of these actors rise and some of these actors fall. Uh, but yeah, if again, like if no one knows what this uh, movie is about, it's about a demon that possesses a teenage boy's hand and kills people, which is probably one of the dumbest ideas for a movie ever. But Hey, like, Jessica Alba shows up in booty shorts, so, like, that makes up for everything. <laughs> that makes up for everything. Which, which is kind of... I, I think she's, like, 17 in this movie, though. I think she's 17 in this movie, which is kind of weird. Like, that she gets sexualized so much in this movie. Like, I think... I think her and uh, Scarlett Johansson might be the most sexualized young girls in Hollywood because like they got sexualized as like teenagers bro I think um because I, I was actually uh listening to a podcast early this morning uh that uh, Scarlett Johansson was on she's on um she's on Dax Shepard's podcast she was on Dax Shepard's podcast and she was talking about how she didn't like that shit she was talking about because like she's like she said at first she was for it because she was like oh yeah yeah, they, they see me as an adult. And then, like, they started, like, move, they started, like, going a little wild with that shit. And she was like, I don't like this shit no more. Because, like, it's sexually exploitive. And I think she, I think she was even talking about talking to Natalie Portman. And she was talking to Natalie Portman. And she said her, her Natalie Portman had that same experience. Natalie Portman is another one. That she was, like, sexualized as a teenager at a young age. She was sexualized at, like, fucking 12. You know, <laughs> like. That's even worse than being sexualized at like 15. You know, like, cause like she when she was in the professional, she was kind of they kind of sexualized her in that movie. Uh with uh John Renault. They kind of sexualized her in that movie as well. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, she's 12 years old, bro. <laughs> like, chill. Fucking chill. 
you know, and like I think like all those girls look old. Like all those girls look older than what they are, cause like all those girls kind of like fucking developed at a young age, you know. Like Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman and uh, Jessica Alba, they got like they got like grown sultry woman face, you know. Even though what I'm talking about, that's probably something I just made up. They got grown sultry woman face. It's like they kids. But they got the face of a grown ass woman, grown ass sexy woman, you know. They got, they just got that face. My, uh, my, my, my wife has that face, you know, because I've seen pictures of her. I've seen pictures of her, um, uh, as a, as a, as a, as a preteen, and even as a, I think I saw a picture of her when she was like nine. And I was like, she got a grown woman face. She has a grown sultry woman face and then you add like the fact that they developed early all three of those girls like developed early like all those girls developed at like 12 13 years old you know that's gotta be hard for them that's gotta be hard you walking around with a grown ass woman's body at like fucking 12 years old you know you know that's gotta be hard you know and then like you in Hollywood and like you got all these fucking weird creep guys around you i mean like it's 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 a story as old as time there's a lot of like women there's a lot of women that have gone through that but like they've developed they developed at a young age and then you got grown men hitting on you and you gotta tell this grown man yo bro i'm 12 you know (laughs) i'm fucking 12 years old my guy you know stay the fuck back but um yeah it was like but i would love to go into that I just want, I'll probably do like a video about that. I kind of want to do a video about like girls like developing at a young age and how fucking creepy. I like got a lot of guys are fucking creepy about that shit. Like they don't even, like there's some dudes that don't even ask about ages. They just go, oh man, that girl's hot. And then they try to hit on them. And then the girl tells them that, tells them the fucking age. And I'm like, oh, like, oh fuck. You know, <laughs> it's like, like ask. That's why I ask every woman for their age. I ask every woman for their age. I don't fuck around with that shit. I don't fuck around with that shit at all. Like, age is important. I ain't trying to be out here uh, talking to some little girl. So I'm talking to some teenage girl thinking she a grown-ass woman. You know, I ain't trying to do that shit at all. That is not me. But anyway, let's get back to the movie. Uh, Anton uh, kills his friends. Like, he kills Seth Green and uh, Eldon Henson. And then they come back as zombies. But, like, they're fun-loving zombies. They're, like, they're, they're the zombies that don't eat people. They just sit around and eat cheesy poofs and uh, smoke weed all day. And they eat, like, uh, microwave burritos. That's what, that's what the fuck they do. Uh, the kills in this movie. The kills in this movie are pretty cool. But, like, they don't have any weight to them because like it's supposed to be a comedy so like a lot of the kills most of the kills all of the kills really are like used as comedy you know like they use this comedy Vivica Fox again let's talk about Vivica Fox Vivica Fox is just totally wasted in this movie like she's barely in it she's barely in the movie she's got like maybe three scenes in this whole movie and she's supposed to be the person hunting like the idle hand down like, I would love to learn more about her character. 
maybe you know because like the character is cool in concept but they don't fucking execute it right they don't execute the shit at they don't execute the shit right at all you know and like they're wasting such a wasting such a talented actress in Vivica Fox I've always thought that uh that uh, Vivica Fox was a talented actress. I, I raved about her in Independence Day. No, I raved about her in Independence Day. I was like, she should have been. I was like, she should have been a leading lady for years to come. You know, I think I said that same thing in Independence Day. I was like, she should have been Angelina Jolie and Jennifer Aniston and uh, uh, Charlize Theron, Cameron Diaz. Like, she should have been up there. With all of those women. Like, she should have been a leading lady. Uma, Uma, she was in a movie with Uma Thurman. She should have been Uma Thurman. You know, like, she should have been all of those chicks. But Hollywood, like, hey, uh, one nigga at a time, all right? You know, we hooked on to this Halle Berry girl. We're going to take her, you know? <laughs> and I don't know if she turned shit down. Like I said, I don't know if she turned shit down. I don't know. She just wanted to stay true to the game. You know, because it, it, it might not have been them. It might have been her. It might have been her turning down a lot of good roles. You know, because she doesn't want to be seen as a, as a, as a, as a, what you might say, a Oreo. Might say, you might say, you know, <laughs> that might have been it. She might, like, it might have been keeping the real goes wrong. And it kind of killed her fucking career. It might have been that. Who knows? But, um, I always thought that I've always thought that Vivica Fox was talented, and it's kind of sad that she's wasted in this movie. Uh, the hand, the hand is creepy and gross looking though, like, because especially when uh, because like there's a part where like a uh, Devasawa chops the hand off and like it just turns into just a sentient being on his own. That's when it starts looking a little bit. That's when it starts looking real creepy, because like it looks like the hand from Adam's family if like you left it out in the sun too long. That's what it looks like. But uh, after that, that's really nothing like the hand. Like Vivica Fox kills the hand; it's, it's dead. Whatever. Uh, uh, Jessica Alba and Devin, Devin Sawa hook up. You know, that's it. We get to see uh, Jessica Alba in her underwear. They give us that. Uh, you know, <laughs> they give us that from a fucking seventeen-year-old girl. Once again, she's fucking seventeen. Uh, like fucking ass out titties over, over overflowing of all of her fucking bra everything you know uh just for a 17 year old girl by the way uh but anyway uh this movie was like really dumb and immature it really was like there really is no plot like the plot's all over the place really it's just like it's about the hand oh it's about she's trying to uh Vivica Fox is trying to catch the hand and it you got this love story between uh, our lust, really lust. They're not really in love. They're just really trying to like they're trying to fuck each other. Uh, Jessica Elba and uh, Devin Sawa. Uh, yeah, man, it's just all, the movie's just all over the fucking place. It's not set. Like it's not it's not a set story. It's not a set plot. Like I said, looking at Jessica Elba's fucking hot body is like the only reason <laughs> to watch this movie. And, like, Again, he's 17 in this movie, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, I give this movie a, I give this movie a two out of five. Join me next week. Oh, can't wait to talk about this. This one is going to be 
amazing. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Join me next week when I talk about 1995's Vampire in Brooklyn. Until next time, peace.